Thanks for being with us here on Napa Broadcasting. One of the things that we haven't done here is turn our attention and our gaze to St. Helena, to what's going on up there in the community. And one of the things that's happening up there is an attempt to do a P-bid. Now, many of you here in Napa know what that's all about. We're going to talk about the status of all of that and lots more about what's happening up in St. Helena, which we haven't done in a while, as I'm joined by Pam Simpson, president of the St. Helena Chamber of Commerce. Pam, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy coming down here. Well, it's always great to have you here. It's been a while, and I haven't talked about St. Helena in a while. There's been lots of things going on in the county, the city, and uh, St. Helena's sort of been off the radar for a little bit. But you've been quite busy up there. I was going to say, it's been off the radar for you, but obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Not for you. But it's not, uh, yeah, there's always something going on in St. Helena, and um, and this is no different. It's definitely an, an interesting time up there. New city council, new uh, new things happening. So, um, yeah, we're in the thick of it. Now, one of the things that happened in, in the last election is the sales tax that did pass up mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. to take some of the immediate pressure off, mm-hmm. uh, keeping the city up and operating. Mm-hmm. We talked here uh, right before the election with the former city manager and talked about how dire the situation was. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, the, that that's sales tax has made a difference. The new hotel, the name of which I never can pronounce. Los Colbus. Sure, easy for you to say. <laughs> anyway, that's open. That's mm-hmm. uh, some some good news. And and talk about this P-bid and how that fits into the broader picture of trying to get St. Helena and all of its various efforts on a sound footing. Well, I think first of all, you know, we do have some, some good news. The good news is Measure D did pass. I mean, it's obviously very difficult for a Chamber of Commerce sometimes to support something like a sales tax, but in this case, the city's financial situation was so dire that something had to happen, and we felt like the sales tax was the right way to go at the time. Um, we see that as step one or in an economic development or economic sustainability plan, that it is a short-term uh, uh, fix and that there is no way that we need to now sit back and say, okay, everything's solved. And so watching the city council sort of deviate from the conversation of, okay, what do we do next into, okay, things seem to be looking fine is a little disturbing for all of us up in St. Lena, especially in the business community who see this as, um, but you promised this was step one. And um, and yes, the Los Colbus is open, and it's been open for almost, you know, I think a month and a half now. So again, they will be doing very well very soon. However, again, you can't put the shoulders of the entire city on one business, mm-hmm. especially when the the neighbors and some of the, um, well, the neighbors are, are having a tough time with the opening and some of the kinks that need to be worked out up there with regard to parking. So what you've got is you've got a hotel that's really striving to get things going and to kick into high gear at the same time they're trying to um, fix things for the neighbors. And so I think it's going to be, and I think the expectation that the Los Colbus comes online and all of a sudden our our um, TOT and, and our financial situation is cured is a little, is very short-sighted. So one of the things we proposed back uh, when the ad hoc committee had met and talked about how, yes, there needs to be a long-range economic plan and there needs to be some sort of um, step two in the economic sustainability. Because again, this wasn't, there was an immediate need and then there's a long-range need and we're on to the long-range need mm-hmm. now right and the long-range need is doing something like a p-bid and the p-bid is property-based improvement district um, you here in Napa have 
have a property-based improvement right. district in your in downtown, downtown, and you see it being successful, and you see it doing all the things that it's supposed to be doing, benefiting the businesses, benefiting the property owners, benefiting the, the, the locals, and um, we wanted to adopt that idea and take it up to St. Lena. And so that's what we've been planning to do, and that's what uh, for the last year, and that's what we were proposing to the property owners earlier this year. And we sort of laid out our plan on how it would work and what it would look like. And we're in that education phase now. We're still educating the property owners as to what it is. Um, there was a deadline to meet all of the, the, the formation requirements by July 31st in order to, to get on the, the tax rolls through the, through the county. Mm-hmm. However, if we miss the July 31st deadline, we still can form it and implement it. It's just a different mechanism right. of getting it paid. What has to happen at this point in order for it to go into place? What do the, the property owners have to do? What does the city have to do? What are the steps mm-hmm. in order for this to actually become a reality? Well, as you know, a property-based improvement district is an assessment of those that are that are that that own property, and those people who pay will be the ones who are, who who rule this thing and who vote on it. Um, as in any improvement district, that's the way it works. On the T bid, it's the hotels that pay, right. therefore they run it. So what has to happen is that we pass or we we put out a petition to the property owners that are in the uh, the boundaries within the pe- the, the the improvement district. They will uh, sign to um, put the the formation of this to ballot, and we have to get fifty percent, a little over over fifty percent of the proper property owners' weighted value of their uh, uh, right. in order to get the petition to ballot. Um, then the ballot comes, and it's a mail-in ballot or a mail-in ballot mailed out to property owners. They have to then vote for it, and we have to get again fifty percent, um, over fifty percent of the weighted value of the of the vote in order for the ballot to pass. And once that's done, we do need city support. City is number one is a property owner because we've included city properties. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons we included the city properties is there's a lot of talk about the Adam Street eventually becoming some sort of a commercial entity, whether it be right. community center with some retail or some sort of hotel or something. We feel that needs to be included in the assessment district because it should become commercial. They shouldn't be exempt out. So it's 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 important for that. It's also important for the city hall and for some of the other properties to be included in this PBID because they'll benefit. They're on Main Street. They benefit from this district. They should be assessed. And so, therefore, we keep city properties in. And so the city city will have to vote on this, number one, as a property owner. And then they have to also vote on sort of a technicality of will we collect the money and then hand it to the PBID board. So mm-hmm. we need a couple votes from the city council right. on this. Is there the possibility if, if the city doesn't want to do this, and there's been some question as to how committed to this they are, right. if the city chooses to not do it, can the district be inclusive of everything except the city property? That's, an, that's definitely an option for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, we did have a discussion um, at city council. Uh, we didn't have it presented, and we certainly didn't have a real vote on it, but the council members made themselves pretty clear on 
uh, where they stood. And we did have, you know, two of our new council members who are adamant, seem to be adamantly opposed. I mean, uh, Council Member Koberstein was the most adamantly uh, opposed, saying that she will not vote for it. She will not change her mind when it is finally presented. And, and this would, these comments were made prior to any presentation being made? Prior to any presentation being made. She still hasn't seen the final draft. She hasn't seen the final assessment. She hasn't seen anything. And actually, uh, during the council meeting, she didn't even um, have the correct information. She was misinformed. And so it's it's concerning to us that she's formed her decision. It seems that Council Member Ellsworth, same thing, he sort of has formed his decision. We're hoping that we can um, uh, talk to them more and educate them more because obviously they need to know that they were misinformed. But also, um, you know, now it's, it's, it's taking that step back without them as a property owner voting yes on this. We need to make sure that we can still get to 50% without them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that we've got to, you know, re, re-engage with our property owners and say, how do we want to proceed? Do we want to change the PBID? Do we want to look at, we want to move it forward as is? Do we want to leave the city in? Do we want to take them out? How do we do this so that we can go ahead and um, form this district because we still feel it is the, the the best use or the best way for us to get any kind of economic sustainability in St. Helena and give some sort of assurance to the business community that, um, that, that somebody believes in them. Right. Talk about the ways in which the PBID benefits the businesses in the community. Well, PBID, just by virtue of, of forming, it, you have a, a mission statement. The mission is that we will be doing some uh, beautification and maintenance. And anytime your town looks better, um, it, it helps the businesses. Right. People want to walk the streets when they look better. Um, you see that in Napa all the time, those nice new um, uh, poles they have with its hanging baskets, things like that. Right. Those are all, you know, a product of Napa's PBID, and those are things that we could do. Clean up, um, nice entry, entry uh, sign into and out of St. Helena on each side, things like that. The bi- the other biggest part of this is marketing. You know, we're going to market businesses. This is where our marketing money is going to come from, and we will continue to make sure that St. Helena stays at the top of the search and, and in, the, in the mind's eyes of the visitors as they come. And so that's huge hugely important um, aspect of the PBID. The third way that we help businesses is uh, we're, we're dedicating 25% of the budget to business um, uh, economic development, business ret- retention, business um, attraction, and putting you know in place some uh, programs where we would be able to actually have some teeth mm-hmm. into um, bringing new businesses to town and helping those that are already there. Has the city of St. Helena ever done anything proactively in terms of any kind of economic development over the years? Well, there's been a lot of promises. There's been a lot of, oh, let's <laughs> let's think about it. Even back in 2014, you know, the way they did their, their retreat, they did a big, you know, if St. Helena was the city on the hill, what does it look like? And it was economic vitality. It was That was it. And that was the theme for the year. And they even granted us, you know, the chamber, $50,000 to put into focus groups to find out what is it that could be make St. Helena economic sustainable. And we produced a report that, you know, said we need you know, a sales tax, we need to look at a property transfer tax, and we need a bid. We need some sort of improvement district. That was that was in 2014. When I look back, there was the Renaissance that came up with the same thing in 2007, and there was an economic outlook group in 2005 that came up with basically the same three things. 
And obviously, increasing TOT was the number one of all of those three reports. Um, St. Lena has done very little on any of those fronts except uh, allowing one new hotel. And so I think that the mistrust and the, the, the letdown for the business community is what they're feeling. And we know that, you know, from the last uh, the PBID discussion with the city council that, again, Council Member Kobelstein says we need to take this money back and we need to, the city needs to do this. We have not found one city with a population under $10,000 who has – or $10 million, $10 million – who have and six thousand people, who has an economic development department, because it just doesn't happen anymore. Right. You just can't do it. So the city council is going to what hire a consultant. That consultant is going to be run by who? They have no city staff who has any background in economic development. They don't even have a permanent city manager. At they this don't point. even have a permanent city manager. And what is who do you think the first person this economic consultant would call? when they want to get in touch with the business community. They're going to call us. And so why would you ha- hire an outside economic development firm who does nothing about St. Helena, nothing about St. Helena business, nothing about St. Helena's history, economic vitality, anything, and hire them to then come talk to us to find out what we already know? It's a huge waste of everybody's time and energy. And we know from the way that the city has handled the general plan over the past 12 years or whatever it's been, you can tell me exactly, that uh, there isn't a great history of follow-through. This is it. I mean, how can they possibly do that? Plus, they just had their budget talks where, again, Councilmember Kolberstein talks about how we're going to take this money back and then really we want to put it into economic development and do it ourselves. But in the new budget, there is no commitment to any kind of economic development. There is no budget for it. There's no plan towards it. So they're going to remove any funding that, that currently stands for marketing or for um, any sort of help for investment in the businesses and replace it with nothing. How could St. Helena benefit and how could the business community benefit at this point from a serious and, and, and concerted marketing effort? Well, I think the city has benefited from the current marketing mm-hmm. that we've done. I mean, we are seeing, even with the Visit Napa Valley, uh, their visitor profile, their impact right. study, that things are moving in the right direction. And I think this is the most disappointing thing that uh, that we've seen is that we know that our marketing is working. We actually can see through our TOT reports that not only is is the, the marketing, you know, moving the dial on, you know, our search and things like that, but you can see in the TOT numbers that our occupancy and our um, average daily rate is up in the off season, which is exactly when we are doing our marketing. So to 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 now alleviate or take that away and to stop the marketing, I think is 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 in no way going to help the new hotel, is in no way going to help the, the Harvest Inn, which just remodeled, or any of the others. So the, the continuation of marketing, we're just now seeing really the good efforts that that we have been doing starting to work and we've got a track record and we do a good job. And so now to take it away with the thought that the city can do it is 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 really disturbing. Mm-hmm. Especially since there's no history of the city doing it and no, no hi- reason to believe that it will happen. No history of the city. And, and to be quite honest, you know, we had we just went through a very contentious election in St. Helena. And it was definitely um, there were there were definitely anti-tourism um, uh, comments made. And so I don't think that this business community has any um, confidence that this city council is the council that's going to assist their business. 
I think they feel quite the opposite. Several years ago, it did seem as if the tide had turned, mm-hmm. that the council at the time and that the mood in the community was more friendly towards business, towards tourism. What happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I think what happens, I think the pendulum swings all the time. You know, and this is another cycle we're going through. I know that this is this has happened many times before in St. Helena. And unfortunately, it's, it's starting to be our plight because um, something happens like in 2008 when the economy crashes and in 2009 and 10, we're digging ourselves out. And so then everybody says, let's market, let's do things. And they, they approve the Los Colbus and they do things like that. And, um, and then everybody kind of sits and goes, oh, well, it seems to be working and everything's coming back. And the marketing starts and they invest in us. And then, you know, it all seems to get good again. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, stop, stop doing this. And what we're seeing is... It's working. People it's are working, coming. So stop. No good. No good. So let's stop. And so everything has to stop now. When I first started, you know, I, I, I heard that prior council, uh, three councils back now, you know, they use the word stop and moratorium a lot. And that's that really ended and ceased with the last council because I think that this um, the last city manager we had really pointed out how dire the situation was. I think it was crystal clear on the wall <laughs> how bad it was. And so therefore, they became business friendly because they had to. And um, they really did see and got it. And what happened is, is that um, for whatever reasons, the economy's good, the, the, the last city manager had issues, whatever it was, you know, issues with trust with the community, whatever, um, the community backlashed. And um, just, you know, really uh, there was a there was a mistrust again with that city manager with you know some of the things the forecasting she was saying there was a disbelief by the um, by the community that that the St. Helena was was really in that kind of financial shape and that maybe we were all um, using it as a way to get what we wanted and it's unfortunate because you know she was she was completely transparent the 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 writing again is on the wall we can see it happening and um, when we what we predicted would happen is it has happened they passed the measure D and they all kind of sit back and go okay well we don't have to do anything more now and the same thing's going to happen it's one of the right. reasons we took on the PBID but it was also very clear I mean in several conversations that I had with Jennifer Phillips the city manager at mm-hmm. the time, that that was that the sales tax measure, that Measure D, was only a step mm-hmm. in the, in that direction. That that wasn't going to make it sustainable. That wasn't going to solve the problem. It was only the first step. Exactly, and that's the way we felt. And every time, when even in our in our statement when we supported mm-hmm. it, we said the chamber will support this as step one. But step two is a long term economic vitality sustainability plan. And part of that plan is in his improvement district. And we totally agree with her. We thought she did an excellent job of showing what the problems were and uh, what needed to happen. And we just did a workshop on Tuesday with the city council, and they went over their revenues. And the top 25 sales tax generators, restaurants and wineries. And, and Central Valley. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, out there on its own, you know. So the bottom line is, is that this is a tourist economy. And if they can't see that just by looking at that, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very concerning. And, um, you know, we saw that we know that the top out of the top 10 property taxpayers in St. Helena, eight of them are businesses. And we also know that all the TOT comes from business, comes from lodging, comes from the tourist industry. So if they want to hamstring 
the three revenue drivers in St. Helena by, you know, handicapping them with, you know, with no marketing and, um, and, and taking away the ability for them to do an improvement district. It really sends a crystal clear message to the business community that this city council is not business friendly. Right. What happens if the city gets into financial trouble again? I mean, it it is going to happen eventually. Well, that's just it. It's not a question of if. I right. mean, we can. It's a question of when. I mean, if we have, we were so lucky not to have flooding, you know, in Saint Helena. Had we had flooding, had we had a disaster of some sort, we have a very old and decrepit um, infrastructure. Um, uh, there's an earthquake, if there is a disaster, we fear for what the repercussions are going to be, you know, and I've said a couple of times, I was actually at an open house for our PBID where I said, we're one disaster away from real issues, uh, including bankruptcy. And one of the planning commissioners who was attending laughed and thought that was, you know, that was outrageous that I would say something like that. It's it's true and it's um, and it's unfortunate and again you know they seem to be glossing over it. At no time uh, during the budget workshop did, did anybody address the idea of what are we going to do long term or where's the long term forecast or what about what happens next. Coming back to the P bid, obviously you and, and your people have talked to some of the property owners. <laughs> what is your sense of their attitude about this? Well, the first thing you got to do is educate. Obviously, their first question is what they what is this thing and why do we want it and <laughs> what's it about. And so there's a lot of education, and that's kind of, you know, where where it sits right now. Um, we've got, we've got um, a pretty good, hefty um, core group of people mm-hmm. that are willing to do this, and it's not going to take much to get to the, to the, to the 50%. Um, however, we don't want this to be something where people uh, feel like we've shoved it down their throat or we did it too fast or they didn't understand or it comes back. You know, we've seen that happen before where people moved ahead with things and then they ended up um, on the back end of it um, feeling the grief. Plus, we want to see this thing pass and be productive and then pass again in five years. And so the last thing we want to do is, is have it start off with a negative. So the more we can educate and the more we can bring people together and talk to them about what it is and, 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 and I mean, we would love to see this thing pass um, like 80%, which is what happened with the T-bid, you know, and, you know, that's, that's, that would be the real goal is to not pass this with 50% plus one, right. but to pass this with an overwhelming majority. And so until we feel like we've got the momentum behind us, and I think that was one of the, 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 you know, disappointments, I guess, was hearing the city council, um, just the two council members who really just didn't give it a chance and kind of put doubt, I think, on the whole thing before we were even able to present it. I think that was the most um, uh, sort of wind out of your sails um, in a way. And mm-hmm. so now we're regrouping and kind of saying, okay, it's not over. We're going to pursue. It's going to happen because we feel this is really our again our only hope for to ensure any kind of um, financial stability for marketing, for business development, and for anything, and uh, gives the property owners a chance to um, control this money. With obviously, it's still a city, city and and uh, private partnership. Right, city's going to be involved. Um, they're going to have a say, um, but at the same time, property owners are going to be able to control some of that money, and um, 
that's the way we want to do this. We want to do it right. It's more important to do it right and get it successful and have it be a positive thing than to try and pass it when you already have you know, um, some doubt on it. Right. Talk about the chamber members themselves, the businesses in the community, and how they feel about this. Mm-hmm. Again, I think you get a mixed bag. I think you get a lot of people who who get it immediately. Oh, okay, I get it. You know, this is this will replace what we currently have, which is the Renaissance, which is a five hundred one c three that most of those businesses are giving to annually just to do you know Christmas decorations and things like that. And they get oh, this is awesome. I think there's a lot of businesses too who um, have been a little frustrated with their property owners um, over the years, either not um, doing you know doing the improvements you know, on the front of their buildings or to their buildings and that this might, um, you know, mean uh, an investment by the property owners back into the into the town. So I think they have kind of a feeling of, I think it's time for right. the property owners to bring be brought into the conversation. And I think that there's a lot of businesses who also have been disappointed in, you know, we want sort of a, a an idea of what we want downtown St. Helena. And while the businesses all seem to have an idea of what a great downtown looks like, we don't always get what we want because the property owners have the right to do anything. So if we could bring the property owners into some sort of an organized group where they're able to discuss what's best for St. Helena and that bringing X store in instead of Y store is going to be better not only for me as a property owner but also because it lifts all boats, right. I think the P-bid is a great opportunity for that. And I think the businesses see that and I get it. But it does mean – individual conversations with every business owner in right. town. So it is a laborious conversation that you have over and over. And you really have to talk to those people who get it in their gut. You know, they have to get the why. They have to get the um, the, the the overall, this is better, best for St. Helena, and it's time something happened. And you're always going to get those people who, you know, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. Um, How is this going to affect me? How, why do I have to pay $2,000 in a, a year? I don't want to do this, you know, and I just don't want to pay. And those people, you know, um, it's harder and they're always going to be there. But, you know, with enough momentum, we might be able to overcome uh, some of that just, um, you know. Is Is there any sense among either the businesses, the property owners, certainly even among the council, to look around and see all that's going on in Napa right now? Tremendous amount. I mean, Calistoga is is on the verge of a boom of its own with two big new hotels and a lot of other things happening there. And Yountville, of course, is just doing well because it's already been doing well. Is there any sense of, of looking at all of its neighbors and saying, you know, maybe we need to be part of this? I, I, I'm, I'm laughing because you would think so. You would think so. It just seems so obvious. And you think that um, just showing the numbers of how well our neighbors are doing, I mean, the numbers just came out. And, you know, St. Helena's TOT is growing at 35%, but everybody else's is more than us. And, you know, we still have, we're, all, we're, we're second to American Canyon in TOT. It's just, it's crazy that we're the... You know, third American large, Canyon could pull ahead. <laughs> American Canyon could pull ahead very easily, and it's 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 craziness that you, that that again a lot of us see the writing on the wall. It's just it's so obvious, and I do think that there are that there definitely are city council members who get it and who understand mm-hmm. and 
and and again i think it's a it's a it's a it's, it's our two new council members who are still grappling with this you know we have a council member um as I'm, I'm sure your listeners all know it's he's been very active in citizens voice he's been very active in the anti-tourism his concerns are traffic his concerns are housing those are all of our concerns but saying no is not the answer the answer right. is okay what what can we do and um what can we do that's realistic i mean some of the things that he that he wants to do are, are quite frankly um unrealistic and idealistic and um, I think that, you know, as, as long as he believes, you know, dreams like that can come true, then he's not going to see the reality of what um, uh, of what that is. And he would he as these actually, aren't local problems. These are regional problems. Well, and he that, says that, that all the, the time. The whole region is grappling. Right. With. And Jeff says that all the time. And I don't disagree with him. I actually agree. These are regional right. problems. But, you know, stopping and moratorium and no more and 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 and, and stop having trucks drive through St. Lena are not are not the answer. I mean, St. Lena's got some issues with traffic. But, you know, should we circulate, uh, you know, open some streets up or should we or should we stop people at you know at the front entrance and tell them they have to go around uh, uh, you know which which one is going to work here um so he actually you know there's a lot of i think and i don't want to speak for him but what i've heard him say is that he doesn't see yauntville as 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 anything to hold up because he doesn't like and, and he's speaking from a community you know, he, he, there's a for some reason there seems to be a correlation between more marketing means less community, and there's a lot of people I think in St. Lena in the business community doesn't see that correlation right. and doesn't see that how you know marketing our businesses so people so our businesses stay busy diminishes our quality of life, and I really do fundamentally think both of the new council members have that fundamental. Right. Well, the belief. quality of life will be diminished more if storefronts boarded up. Well, that's you know. That seems that's what the way we think. That is the way we think that you know it's not going to be helpful when a restaurant closes or when you know the local Colbus does not do well. But um, you know, for them, it's you know they 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 I think they believe that we're risking our quality of life. We believe it can it can it, 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 there's a balance and there's a harmonious way to do this. And it's it's not about stopping. It's about working together. And I think that they you know they they feel that way, but I, I don't think. That that their answers are, again, a lot of them are not realistic. What's the next step in the PBID process? What happens next, and what can listeners do or community members do that, that care about this? We're going to be doing more um, outreach um, in the next couple of months. Right now, you know, the next this month, the city is uh, discussing their budget. And, of course, they have a little bit extra money, and so they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with, you know, their newfound uh, money and um one of the things up for discussion, you know, we're going to go before city council in the next couple of weeks with our annual report showing what the mm-hmm. chamber has done with the 210000 that we contract. It's an investment in the business community. It's a contract for marketing and mm-hmm. a contract for keeping our welcome center running and open. And... Um, you know, there's been indications from the last budget workshop that at least two of the city, or two new city council members, are not interested in 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 renewing that contract. And so, that's our main focus for the next month. Is if you're going to um, oppose, actively oppose the P bid where we fund ourselves, and um, 
and self-assess, and you're going to oppose um, the, the the traditional contract that every other chamber has with their with right. their cities at a much higher rate uh, or a much, much higher, higher rate, much higher um, contract rate, then. Um, then we're going to have no choice but to push the P-bid. We're going to have to do that quicker. I think right now what we'd like to do is just get our, our one-year funding in place, and that's our concentration, and know that we've got the resources to keep marketing St. Helena um, while we then move forward in the fall. What people can do is, is go to our website, and it's com backslash P-bid, P-B-I-D, and read about it. Um, contact the businesses. Contact the property owners. If you know any of them, um, let them know what's happening. Tell them to Give me a call um, at the at the chamber. We're open to talking to you know anybody who who wants to know more about IP bid, and we're excited. Pam Simpson, Santa Lina Chamber of Commerce. I thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me.